Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. We are a reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for black lives. blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message.
today is from Matthew 10, uh, verse 40 to 42. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. So ends the reading.
Weatherspoon. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Saying my name is actually a practice now at my age because I learned this from a professor. When she, you, I don't. This, this is a new experience. Many of you don't know about this, but sometimes I walk into a room and I can't remember why I walked <laughs> in that room. And so to kind of ground myself and to to find it, I say. My name is Debbie Weatherspoon, and I came in here for a stapler. You know, and it really helps. So I just share that share that tip with you. Um, I am so happy to be appointed here. Um, our bishop appoints us here, and um, I'm feeling especially um, deeply moved because our appointment is called being fixed. So I was fixed, and now I'm installed. So uh, it's wonderful to just feel the love. 
I am thinking of all the clergy that served here before me, because three of my dearest clergy sisters have been a part of the Epworth community. Kristen Stone King, Odette Lockwood Stewart, and Linda Dew Hirsu. Her father pastored here, Bill Dew. And then there are all the clergy who have been here as students at Pacific School of Religion. When I was at annual conference session, many colleagues came up to me to congratulate me on being appointed here, but basically they were saying, you better take care of my church. <laughs> there is so much love and respect for this congregation by many people. Today is also a great day because it's the day I celebrate four years cancer-free. Life is good, God is good, and I'm grateful all the time. I am grateful, except I'm going to be really honest with you. I also dissent. I dissent these Supreme Court decisions. Now, there is so much I could say about all of that, but it's hot in here and, you know, there's ice cream. So, for now, I'm just going to comment on how we were once again reminded of how challenging it is to call ourselves Christians when people who also call themselves Christians are so hateful. But then I don't want to be hateful by saying that. But I do dissent. I will renounce, reject, and resist too. By a six to three vote, the court sided with a Colorado web designer who is opposed to same-sex marriage. She challenged the state's public accommodations law, claiming that by requiring her to serve everyone equally, the state was unconstitutionally enlisting her in creating a message she opposes. In a blistering dissent, Justice Sonia Sotomayor said that the website designer's objection amounts to discrimination against the status of same-sex couples. Discrimination because of who they are. Speaking for the court's three liberal justices, she said, and I quote, time and again, businesses and other commercial entities have claimed a constitutional right to discriminate. And time and again, this court has courageously stood up to those claims until today. Today, this court shrinks. In an NPR story, Lambda Legal's Jenny Pizer said, the danger here is the message and the understanding that this court majority consistently favors those who seek to discriminate. She said, and that sends a particularly alarming message to members of communities who are under sustained attack. This is a world that many of us are living in, she adds. The civil rights protections are essentially for our ability to participate in society. Many headlines read, Supreme Court rules in favor of Christian web designer. Did they? Is she? <laughs> really? Well, who am I to question her faith? I mean, really. It can be really easy when we first meet someone. Hi, my name is. But then when we realize that we see things differently, huh, there's the rub. Especially regarding our faith and how we interpret scripture. 
So, let's look at scripture. <laughs> let's look at today's teaching, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10. Jesus is sending out his disciples to share in the unconditional love that they themselves have experienced and learned because they've been walking with Jesus. The Gospel quotes Jesus as saying, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. But what led up to this mission, this sending forth? Well, the disciples were traveling with Jesus. They had been watching him heal the sick, feed the hungry, raising the dead. They were learning from him, listening to his wisdom. And the followers and followers were gathering and gathering, and there were great crowds. And those closest to him were noticing there's a great need. Many need to hear and know of this unconditional love and forgiveness. One commentator puts it this way. Jesus tells his disciples in the verses before chapter 10, The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Well, we see that Jesus evidently intends his disciples to be the answer to their own prayer. For at the beginning of chapter 10, he is sending them out, giving them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. Wow. To be the answer to their own prayer? Can this be true? With the various decisions the Supreme Court made this past week, many responded by saying we just have to keep fighting for justice. As we mature, we learn about how to take the long view. As we study and grow, we see a bigger picture, and we also do the inner work to discover how we may each be called to go out, to heal, to feed, to work for justice, to be the answer to our own prayers. That makes me think of two quotes. One is, we are the leaders we've been waiting for, looking for, and the other is, we are the ones who we have been waiting for. Many of you may know Grace Lee Boggs, who was, whose birthday we just celebrated this past week, June 27th, she was born in 1915, and she lived to be 100 years old, and she was a leader of movements for justice and transformation. And some years back, she was interviewed by Bill Moyers for PBS, and she was asked by, by Mr. Moyers if she saw any leaders who are about this change that she was fighting for and that she was talking about. And she responded by saying, I think we need to rethink our concept of leader. Leader implies follower. I think we need to embrace the idea that we are the leaders we've been looking for. And Alice Walker titled one of her books, We Are the Ones We Have Been Waiting For, which she credits as a phrase that originated with the poet June Jordan. It is a vision that challenges us to put our trust and hope in the goodness of people and their creative possibilities for transforming the planet. We need a vision 
one that sustains a blow like Supreme Court decisions. We need community to pick up one another and to encourage each other and to quote my son who's here from his confirmation sermon, we re need to remember who we are and whose we are. My name is Debbie Weatherspoon, and I'm so glad we're in this together. Amen. Amen.
You've been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week. Talk about a child.